0: I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, as always, Traveling Pulpit family, the Psalms 118 and 24 says that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all be glad and rejoice in it. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to just briefly touch on a few things. I will try not to be long today, I promise, but I just want to briefly touch on a few things, things that are important to our lives, things that are important to why Christ came to the earth and things that are important to the Father. The Father loves each and every one of us. Each and every one of us he loves. So much so that John 3:16 says that he gave his only begotten son, because he loved this world so much. He loved what he created. He loved what he created. That whosoever shall believe in his son should, now pay attention to that word should, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? Because the Lord God does not desire to destroy any of the wicked, but that they turn from their wicked ways and live. We live in a world where it's getting more wicked and more evil by the day, by the hour, by the minute, by the second. But there is hope and that hope is Jesus. And I know there are some people who have calendars and watches and And other counting devices, and they're trying to figure out the day and the time upon which the Lord will make his triumphant return. And they've all failed past, present and future. But here's what we know. We know that Christ came. We know that Christ lived. We know that Christ died. And we know that Christ lives again. So with that being said, traveling pulpit family, let's look at the scriptures real quick. Let us go into the scriptures to see just what will happen in the day of the Lord's return. Now I don't want to talk about the, the revelation or anything like that. I want to talk about the day of his death, the day of his death. Cause the day of his death was a signal to what the day of his return will be like. The day of his death is found in Matthew 27 and 52. It says that the tombs were opened the moment Christ died. Right after the curtain in the temple was split, just um, a verse before that, verse 51, it says... And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook. The rocks were split. The tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his, re- after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. That's amazing. Amazing. That is amazing because what Matthew is describing here is that the moment Christ yelled out in a loud voice, it is finished. His work on this earth was done. His mission for coming here was completed and he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the, curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. The curtain represented the secret place to where only the priest could go and sprinkle blood on the the holy seat where God, where God dwelled. And through Christ splitting that curtain from top to bottom signified that Christ is now the go-between Or the supplication between God and man, because God has always wanted a relationship with man, but man has never wanted a relationship with him. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that through his son, man will have that relationship with his creator once again. What a powerful moment this was. The tombs were opened, Matthew said. Matthew, I believe being an eyewitness, saw the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep coming out. But they did not say anything. But they came out. The tomb of the bodies that held them released them the moment Christ died. The earth shook when the earth shook, these saints who had fallen asleep were given life again. They had come back and they had come out of the tombs and were raised back to life and had come out of the tombs only after. Did they go into the holy city after the resurrection and appear to many? Only after the resurrection did they do this. After his resurrection, that's when they went into the city and appeared to many. Only after. But the earth shook and it woke him up. The earth shook and it woke him up. Pretty soon, traveling pulpit family, the earth is going to shake. And some people, perhaps some things are going to be woken up. Now, this is a good thing that the saints who had fallen asleep were raised coming out of the tombs. And after his resurrection went into the Holy city and appeared to many, this is a good thing, but it's not over yet. Traveling pulpit family. In fact, there's going to be an earth- I'm telling you, I believe it's coming. There is an earthquake in Turkey, uh, Japan, China. There's earthquakes all over the world, but that is not the earthquake. That is going to awaken some things, some things we may not want to have happen. but this is why it's so important to have that relationship with Christ right now, right now, because none of us knows the day nor the hour, not one of us. And for all the doubters who doubt, here is your opportunity right now. It is better to believe and go and find out that you were wrong or we were wrong and you were right than to not believe and go to find out we were right and you were wrong. You know, it takes more energy to not believe than it does to believe because all you're trying to do is disprove everything that is right or by everything that is wrong. First Corinthians fifteen one through eleven. 15, one to eleven. Paul writes Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preach to you, which you received in which you stand by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you as the first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, As to one untimely born, he appeared to me also, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the God, the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not. I but the grace of God that was with me, whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. This comes from someone who was a non believer. Though he was a believer in the Word of God, he was not a believer in the in the existence of Christ. There are some people who believe in God, but they do not believe in Christ. Well, here is the perfect example of how Saul became Paul, was chosen by Christ as a persecutor of the church of God to become an apostle of God, to go from destroying the church to go into saving the church. There is someone I believe needs saving today. There is someone who is crying out in the darkness that they want the light of light to be in their life. There is someone who is crying out. Are you that someone who is crying out today? Because I offer to you Christ, him crucified and him resurrected on behalf of our sin, your sin, my sin, our sin, that he can make the difference in your life. And all you have to do is give him the opportunity. All you have to do is give him a chance because all he wants to do is have a relationship with you. He wants to build that relationship with you. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to have the opportunity to make that supplication where he stands at the right hand of the father right now for you. Cause that's That is what he's doing right now. He's making supplication for you and me. And by doing so, all you have to do is confess with your mouth from Romans 10, nine, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Is that you today? Are you struggling with your faith? Are you doubting in your faith? Are you Scared of the things that are to come to pass? Are you so a part of this world that you want this world to last? Because of the things that you may not have done, uh, may not have been able to do or accomplish. Is that why you feel the way you feel? Well, I can honestly tell you, according to the scriptures and the eyewitnesses that have written down the things that they have seen while being in relationship with Christ and to the one who was the the most loved in John has seen prophetically the world to come. I honestly would rather choose the world to come than this sick, dying, sin-filled world that has nothing to off- offer but death, absolute destruction. What benefit has this world ever given to any of us that would make us want to stay? There is a lot of sin-filled sickness in the world. There is a lot of Sin filled pleasure in the world. And there is a lot of. Things that are happening that go against the word of God. You know, during the creation of the world, the creator, God, he never intended for these things to happen. But they did happen. And because they did happen, it didn't take him by surprise. He'd already had a contingency plan set up so that when it happened, his plan would go into action to overpower the plan of the enemy because the enemy doesn't love. There is no love in him. All there are are lies and he is the father of them. But there are so many people who listen to the lie rather than the truth. Because the lie sounds good and the truth doesn't. But there are those of us who are contending for the faith of those who are challenged in their beliefs. And I encourage those who are standing contending for the faith to do so. Just because revival has broken out in Asbury, Kentucky, does not mean that revival cannot begin to break out everywhere else. Rather than trying to make your way to Asbury, Kentucky, make your way to your prayer closet, make your way to your secret place and ask the Lord for revival where you are. It begins today. It began in Asbury, Kentucky because that was possibly the place the Lord chose. And it's happening still after a week has has gone by. And all you have to do, if you want revival, You don't have to go to Asbury, Kentucky. You don't have to migrate there. Make your way to your prayer closet. Make your way to your secret place and ask the Lord for revival where you are. Because now is the time. Where the Lord, I believe, is gathering his people together. More so now than than at any time in history, because I believe he's he's always been. Uh, gathering his people but now I believe more so now than any he is gathering his people and he wants not any of us to be lost but he wants all of us to be saved so I'm asking are you that one who is willing to give your life to Christ today If so, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That is the word of God and that is no lie. But having having made this statement, there does come the challenges. There does come the fight. There does come with it the reaction of of the God of this world because he's not coming after the ones who call on the name of the Lord for their salvation. He's coming after the ones who haven't. The ones who haven't is this lost generation of babies that have no idea what it means to be in relationship with the true and living God. He still challenges us. Yes, he does. But he knows where we stand. He knows that we are standing on the side of the Lord. He knows that we have made our choice. We have made our election sure that Christ is who we choose. But he's going after this younger generation, this baby generation We may call them a generation of whiners and a generation of laziness. And, you know, we we, we may call them a multitude of names. But there is only one name by which the God of all creation calls them by. And that's children. And he wants his children traveling pulpit family. So all I'm asking is. If it is you who needs the Lord. I pray and ask that you will receive that today. As I said, I pray I didn't get to speak long. And, you know, sometimes I, I want to make the, the messages so bold that a thousand people will, will sign up and listen or a thousand people will subscribe. And that's never going to happen when you speak the truth. It's never going to happen. But what I can do, is continue to speak the truth and hope and pray that people will listen and from there I hope and pray that people will share the truth of God's word. Traveling Pulpit Family, I want to thank you once again for the opportunity to uh to just present to just come and just just present the 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 word of God. There is no other way of saying it, just come and present the word of God. We have some challenges that we face, but we're going to face them together whether whether we like it or not. You know, um, I still have a a whole lot to say, but but um, that's for another time and another day and another message. So you can find me on the social medias on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok, all traveling pulpit ministries. And uh, if the Lord is willing, say something good about him. Tell somebody about him because he is willing. But are you willing to be used by him? And as always, if necessary, use words. God bless your Traveling Pulpit family. Until next time, have a wonderful and great week to come. Bye for now.